He drinks a lot of soda, so call him Dr. Pepper. Your host, Icy Robots. Greetings, Earth people. I am from Jupiter. To me again, Icy Robots. I'm not a hero. I just sacrificed to make your life a bit better each and every week. And this week, it's not going to get a bit better. It's going to get a bunch better. Because despite being a short show, we got a ton of fun stuff focused for you today. The main topic is going to be a cool trip we took. We actually went out there and sold at the flea market, and I am going to tell you all about it. But first, DJ Bot, hit it. Hit what now? Hit the beat. We go over this every single week. Just please, hit the beat. Why do you have to be so difficult? I am not trying to be difficult. I legitimately have no idea what you are talking about. Uh, you know what? I th- this is it. I have had enough. You, you're... You're about to get fired. Do you realize that? I will fire you. And when I say fired, I mean I will fire you out of the photon cannon mounted atop the station. Okay. I'm sorry. I think I remember now. I am hitting the button. So that's what it takes. That's what it takes to get results out of you. I have to, like, threaten your very existence. I mean, oh, you drive me crazy sometimes. Don't throw a hissy fit, okay? I mean, I already hit the button. Okay. your hands, kid. That better be a peace sign. You don't want it. That's my stilo. How we on it? You are listening to the Toys R Us Report, the greatest podcast in the world. Truer words have never been spoken. You are right now listening to the greatest podcast of all the times. I'm not trying to brag or anything. It's just, you know, it is what it is. But at any rate, let me tell you about this weird bookstore we got here in my hometown. It's called Paperbacks Unlimited, and they have a very unique system for buying and selling their merchandise. I've been going to this place forever, and I mean that. I've been going there for maybe uh, 25 years. It's close near my house, and their prices are very low. First, let me explain how things work there. To me, it's different. It's unique to any of the other stores here in town. I don't know if you happen to have one like this where you live. Maybe it's a business model I am just not overly familiar with. What they do is you trade in books for credit. They give you a credit based on the value of the book. You get some percent of the price of the book into your account. And then when you buy books, you use the credit that you have already earned toward the books that you are going to get today. The catch is, and here's the rub, you cannot trade even. You have to pay 30% of the price. Your credit is good for a solid 70% of everything. Does any of this make sense? I am not sure. Okay, the basic idea is you trade in books, you get value for the books, the credit goes toward the new books you buy, but no matter what you do, you always have to pay 30%. It does seem a bit weird, but it seems as if it could be a good business model because you get all of your merchandise for free. 
even though you only get 30% of the cover price back to you in cash, it's cool because, like, you didn't pay anything for it in the first place. I wonder if when a bookstore sells a book, what percent of the price they get to keep. It might be in the range of 30%. If you know, if you do know something about this, hit us up. Hit us up on Twitter at ICRobots. I'm curious, man. Is this economically as sound as running a full-on retail bookstore? That's not really why I got into this, though. It's not so much... That is an interesting part of it, how the system works. But what's fun about the place is that it's like... It is the opposite of what a bookstore is today. They do not sell coffee... They don't even play music in the store. The ceilings are low. They have no music. They have no coffee. All they have is paperback books. You know, the name of the store is Paperbacks Unlimited, and that is what they have. An unlimited amount of paperback books. They have tons of romance novels. They have tons of just, you name it, any kind of like mass market fiction, they got it in droves. This is the kind of place you go to if you read a lot and you're not super picky about what you read. I have fallen into that category. I used to be kind of a highfalutin kind of reading sort of dude. But over time, I'm just like, I've dropped the falutin and, you know, I'll read whatever. I have gotten into Star Trek novels lately. I don't even know what that's about. I've started reading Star Trek Voyager novels and Paperbacks Unlimited is just, it's the place to go. I get one, I read it, trade it back in with some other books that I find from the dig, grab another one. And just repeat, repeat, repeat. I don't know. It's so weird that this is what my life has become sometimes. I mean, I'm not complaining. But I think I might have been pretentious before. I think that I might have been reading pretentious books and been a pretentious dude. But somehow I've, I don't know. I've started more keeping it real. And I spend my time reading about Seven of Nine and Captain Janeway's adventures in the Delta Quadrant. Do you guys like Voyager? I don't even know what the deal is with that too. But for some reason... Voyager, to me, is the one that I can watch over again the most. When I'm on Netflix, I don't go for Next Gen, I don't go for Deep Space Nine, or the original series. When I just want to watch something, I put on Voyager, and I don't even know what that's about, because come on, Voyager is not the best one. We all know that Deep Space Nine is the best of all the Star Trek series, but it might be that Voyager is the most repeat watchable. I don't know. Hit me up with that too. Let me know what you think about that. What is your favorite Star Trek type deal? Go on over to the Facebook group. That's facebook.com backslash IC robots, I-S-E-E robots. And you know, let's talk about Star Trek. I am a Trekkie. I, you know what? I also don't fall for that Trekkie Trekker thing. I've heard people say that Trekkie is a more, uh, more of a taunt than it is a respectable name and that you might want to refer to yourself as a Trekker, but I don't go for that. I, you know, I'm a Trekkie. I've always been a Trekkie and a Trekkie I will be until I pass off this mortal coil. Think we veered a bit off the main topic. At any rate, Paperbacks Unlimited is a weird place where you go if you are an obsessive reader and you happen to live in Sonoma County. We are going to skip at the movies today. We got to cut some time. We are running short on server time this month, so we got to cut it short. We're going to cut at the movies, which is cool, because I didn't go see anything. What was opening? Magic Mike, Minions, I wasn't into any of that. So we didn't even go to the movies this week. We just got ready for the flea market, and we are going to tell you what that is like and what it's all about. All right, here we go. You do it for the fame. We do it for the cause. 
That's why we're real living and you're just Mr. Movie Montage. A day in the life of a flea market vendor. My town has a circuit of three flea markets. There's one in the next town over, actually, and that's on the low end. It's in Sebastopol. It's called Migley's. That has a lot of tools, a lot of, I don't know, a lot of clothes, blue jeans, things like that. Then there is one on the high end that is put on by our uh, local veterans group. That is called the 40 and 8. It's named after some kind of a troop carrier configuration that they used. It's a pretty good flea market, a lot of great stuff. It's the biggest one that we have around here, but they only do it four times per year. And then the third sale on our circuit is put on every week, and it's called Mojo Sales. It's been in business for maybe four years. It's in the same location as the 40 and 8, that being the Veterans Building uh, parking lot. Now, we've gone and sold at the 48 on two separate occasions, and we do pretty good there. We'll rack in some dough. We have sold in Sebastopol, but it is the lowest of the three, so the money you make is also the lowest. But it has some advantages to it, that being that they have their own tables built in, which is nice because that gives you more space to put stuff in your truck. You don't got to put a table in there, but... The business is never that good. You don't sell things for more than one or two dollars. It is that kind of flea market. If you say ten bucks for something, people look at you just like you were straight up bananas. But that's usually where we go. We do most often go to Sebastopol because it's easy. And in general, when we are doing the flea market, the reason is because the garage is become full of stuff that we were unable to sell over at uh, virtualdirtmall.com. So we're not trying to make, we just want to make our money back. We're not trying to make a fortune. The goal is to empty out the garage and get back to, get back to where it should be, where you have space to do stuff in there. I got a punching bag I like to hit on. And when it's too full of eBay junk, I don't get, I don't get my sock on, so that's about the time we gotta go over to the, uh, flea market, and I went to put something on the stack, we have a couch in the garage, and I'm pretty lazy, and when something doesn't sell, or something we buy doesn't turn out to be worth listing, I'll take it and put it on the couch in a bin, and I went to put some stuff in the bins, and man, part of the thing fell over on the ground, and I had to spend a good, I don't know, a good 10, 15 minutes cleaning it up, and when you are at that point, it's time to go out to the flea market. But we had just missed the 40 and 8, and I don't know, man, we did not feel like going out to Sebastopol. It's like you go, you pull your stuff out, you go over there, and you get rid of everything, but you only go home with 75, 80 bucks, and that's just not even worth, it's not even worth getting up in the morning to do. So we decided for the first time in history, we would in fact do mojo sales. I don't know. Anytime you do something different, it's always weird, and a lot of the times, people involved with the flea markets are a bit, a bit on the odd side, so you never know what to expect. You never know what the process is, what kind of hoops you might have to jump through to get a table. But with, uh, with Mojo, this time it turned out to be pretty easy. She has a banner up with an email address. I emailed her. She asked me what spot I wanted. She sent me a PDF of the entire parking lot. I picked the spot. She told me that she would be there in the morning and that I pay her when I get there. And hey, man, it worked out exactly like that. I don't know why I was so anxious about it. And I was anxious. I do get anxious the first time doing stuff, and I was I was sweating it a bit, but it turned out to be so easy to get there, so easy to get my spot. There is nothing I enjoy more than an easy process. So let's just let's take a quick pause right here, pop something in the VHS machine, and see what we got. Don't have anything queued up, so um, 
Let's find something fun here. We're gonna surprise you. All right, I got it. Here it is. Hit it. Come to Audio Video Plus, your home for VHS, Beta, and Laserdisc. We have action movies, comedy, Japanese, sports, even adult. 18 and up only. I rent all my movies from Audio Video Plus. Need a laser disc? Don't bag on beta, my dudes. It's not that bad. I mean, it's not, it's not Laserdisc or anything, but come on, you know, beta's beta, right? So, we get to the flea market at about 7 o'clock. We got up about 6. Mojo was where she said she was. I paid her and we headed out to number 633. 633 was right up in the corner. It was really a good spot. They have, they have this fantastic barbecue chicken there. And we were right up near the chicken. So we got the added, the added foot traffic of being near the best of all the food sources at the flea market. That's a weird statement right there. The best of all the food sources at the flea market. But I assure you, it is good. It's not southern style, it's Mexican style. And you get it with a cup of, uh, pineapple juice and potato salad. This is great potato salad too. It has peas in it, pieces of carrot, just absolutely delicious. And everybody who goes to the flea market stops by because you get a plate. You get a half a chicken, thing of juice, potato salad, six bucks. You cannot beat it. I wish I had some right now. It sounds so good. But anyway, we were up near there and we got in there, started setting up. It, it was foggy. It's always foggy in the morning here. And there's this weird phenomenon that goes on when you start setting up. People start coming and waiting. There are always early birds at a flea market. And on the real tip, they start looking like Romero-style zombies kind of lurching out of the fog toward you. It's like that movie The Mist, but with zombies in it instead of freaked out monsters. And they start like coming toward you, waiting and waiting. And they're peeking in your bins and they're peeking at your stuff. I guess they're, you know, they're smart. They're hoping that they find something good before anyone else gets there. But it's weird because you're trying to set up and it's not easy. You're merchandising your stuff and it's not like it's easy because you're pulling all this stuff out of the truck. Just lifting, lifting, moving, setting up tables. It's not all that, it's not all that fun. And it's even a little less fun because you got a bunch of freaked out zombies circled up all around you just waiting for you to get something out. It's, it's like the second you put something out, people run up and grab it just to see what it is. It's cool though. And I, I, I can, I can feel them. I feel it, man. I know what they're doing. I feel you, bro. So eventually we did get set up. We had a horseshoe kind of formation. We had three tables. They weren't even tables. They were, uh, doors. Old doors we had in the garage and we propped them up as, uh, sawhorses in a U formation with a, uh, an easy up canopy over the top. And then we still had space on the side where we put a couple bikes that we brought and some furniture. Some things that we legitimately needed to get outside of the garage. And, you know, I'll tell you the truth. We had a really nice booth compared to some of the other scrubs that were selling that day. We were, we were looking all right. Some folks don't really put any effort. They just throw bins on the floor, make you dig through the bins. We didn't have like a highfalutin fancy setup, but we did make everything look nice. We want to draw people in. This time we figured, hey man, why don't we try to actually make a bit of money off this stuff 
instead of just practically giving it away. And I gotta tell you, man, this new let's make some money philosophy worked pretty good because as soon as we were setting up, people were grabbing stuff and just handing us money, I swear. We were selling hand over fist. It was so much fun. Things like this are a ton more fun if you're actually making a nice profit on it. And I, I was really satisfied. We sold a ton of stuff. We wound up making over 300 bucks profit. That's minus the price of the table, minus the food we bought, minus the uh, David Carradine Kung Fu lunchbox that I picked up that day. I went in with the idea that I was not going to buy a darn thing, but things just don't work out that way. And I ended up buying a lunchbox, but it's dope. It's Kung Fu. It's David Carradine. It's great. And I only paid like 15 bucks. So, hey, man, I would have got it no matter what. If I didn't get it, I would have been just a complete dingleberry. And I talked the dude down from 25. So, hey, man, win, win, win. Pocket full of ones. I went home feeling... I went home feeling pretty darn good about that day. One thing you notice when you spend a lot of time at the flea market, usually, you know, you walk in, you look, and you leave. One thing you notice if you're standing in the same position for a long period of time is that people spend a lot of time. There are people that were there when we opened, spent the whole day, and were still there when we left. Just walking around, looking at stuff, eating food, chatting. It's, it's different than I thought, because I just go there for the purpose of commerce. But there are other people who go there for just, just for hanging out and having fun. So, all right, that kind of explains a lot about the flea market experience. So, let's take another pause, check out a fun commercial. I like, I like surprising you guys. You know, it's kind of cool, it's kind of cool to be off topic and just throw you a curve. So, let's see, let's see what we got here. All right, here's a good one. All right, here we go. I know who, and who's teaming up with a good balance structure. Teaming up with Mr. T-Cereal That's getting on the team The team that knows how cool breakfast can be You get a crispy corn taste with a touch of brown sugar Teaming up with Mr. T It's cool Teaming up with Mr. T Golden sweet crispy teas One bite and you're gonna be eating with the team That's teaming up with Mr. T It's cool Teaming up with Mr. T Make sure to visit virtualdirtmall.com and support the show with a generous purchase of some retro or not-so-retro junk. You won't be sorry for long. You've made it this far. It's time. The final segment, your weekly toy shop update, the Toys R Us report. All right, party people, thanks for sticking with us all the way to the end of the show. That shows fortitude. You started with something and you succeeded and you made it all the way. You saw it through. That kind of fortitude, it's uncommon in a man. So it's something we want to celebrate here at the Toys R Us report. So we went down to the store, poked around. Then we had to go back the next day because 2.0 needed to get a headset for her, uh, for her Wii, I think it was. But I believe she is going to use it in the computer, but I have no idea. She wanted it, it was on sale, she had the money, so we went down to get it. But anyway, the first day we went down to the store, we did not see anything new. They didn't have any new reactions. What I was looking for was the Linda Hamilton without a hat, and they did not have it. They did not have anything that they did not have the week before, so we split. I think we went and got tacos, but anyway, we split, got something to eat, and came back home, but then again, the next day, we did have to go back, and, well, it was, it was a completely 
different store. It was so strange. The night we were there, it was dirty. Everything was out of order. It was just a real mess. But when we came back early the next day, the place looked great. And not only that, there was a few, uh, a few cool new things out there as well. The first night that we were there was Friday, and then we came back again Saturday. I don't know if I pointed that out. That was the two days they were there. But when we came back on Saturday, they had a few cool things they didn't have before. There was a Scarface reaction. Yep, a Scarface from the movie named Scarface. They had Tony Montana. I believe that he is the only one in the series, like Taxi Driver, where uh, Robert De Niro is the only dude. I think this is the only one from the movie. Then they also had Gremlins. It appeared as if they had the entire set of uh, Gremlins reactions, and neither of these two were there the night before. So now I am led to believe, possibly, this, you know, I don't want to try to see a pattern where one might not exist, but is it possible? They stock Friday night. A lot of times we come during the week and the store is very messy. Things are out of order. It's a busy place, I understand. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to throw shade here. I'm just pointing out something I see. But then, when we came back early Saturday, the store was cleaner than I have seen. Maybe they run a late shift, Friday night that takes care of a lot of the stocking and maintenance. This is something I might have to check out in the future. If you happen to work at Toys R Us or know something about the Toys R Us patterns, please come on my dudes. Hit me up on Twitter. That's at ICRobots, I-S-E-E Robots, or on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash ICRobots and let us all know. Do it anonymously. Do it under a mask. I don't care. Just let us know. Anyway, after that we went to Target And at Target, they had a WWF, WWE, Four Horsemen box set. This was the awesome old school horseman. It was uh, Ric Flair, of course, Arn, of course, but then they had Tully and Barry Windham. So that was one of the better Four Horsemen units of my youth, and I was really excited to see some figures made from it. These are those nice Mattel, pretty well-detailed kind of dudes. Very, very nice stuff. I saw that at Target. They had a whole bunch of them. They were actually on 10%. I do not go to Target as much as I should, so they might have been there for a while, but this is, this is my first time seeing them, and I thought it was pretty dope. And for real, that is about all we got time for, so please, check us out on Patreon. That is at supportthereport.com. Please check that out. Anyway, virtualdirtmall.com. Uh, for me, I see robots, the computer, Iceberg 13, the rest of the crew here. We are signing off with another classic episode in the books. Make sure to tell a friend. That is the best thing you can do, honestly. Just tell a friend. Tell somebody you know that you think might like the show, that you like the show, and that you think they should check it out. So with that, my dudes, this is me, Icy Robots. If you don't know, now you know. This has been an Icy Robots Radio production.